0: Use the code BBQNation at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. Welcome to Barbecue Nation with JT's After Hours. Conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody, welcome to After Hours on the No Holds Barred Barbecue Nation show with Leanne and Jeffy. That's me. Uh Um, Do you have a nickname? I know I call you some nicknames off the air, but uh, they're men as terms of endearment, not being snarky
1: when i was a heavy skier snow skier uh they used to call me lee animal
0: lee animal <laughs> did you have no fear
1: i was pretty into skiing at the time uh yeah uh no i really didn't i mean my sister will call me lee you know but i don't really have and you um Blondie, I get a blondie.
0: Yeah, yeah I've called you that. Um, a lot of my friends will call me JT. When my wife says JT, I snap to attention because I know Uh-oh. that that she's trying to get my attention. It's not a bad thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in a crowd of people or you're having a social event or something and all, you know, okay. 16 people are talking at one time and this and that, and then she'll, you just hear this voice in the back go, JT. Yes, ma'am. <laughs>
1: yeah, a lot of people hear their middle name when they're in trouble.
0: That was when Matt was my mother, because my, my whole name is Jeffrey Lee. And oh, so
1: you're a Lee too.
0: Yes. And hmm. uh it would be Jeffrey Lee. Oh, shit. I'm in trouble. So, uh, or Jeffrey, when she called me by my proper name. Yeah. Yeah, That was in trouble. How much hair do you have on your head? A lot. I've seen it, but I mean, but you've always got it done up whenever I'm with you. And so.
1: Well, it's curly, so. It's I haven't left the 80s behind. I figure it's bound to come back into fashion again if I wear it big like that. You mean it, so when it comes back, I can say that I was on the forefront of fashion. So I've been doing that for about 30 years now, and it still <laughs> <laughs> hasn't come back yet.
0: <laughs> I thought maybe you got your hair trained in Texas or something because they're known for big mm, hair down in just, Texas.
1: Yeah, it's just curly like that. Yeah.
0: What's what's one thing in the world today that really pisses you off? Politics. We, yeah.
1: Politics.
0: Yeah. Politics. Me too.
1: That and the and the price of food and the price of gas, the price of everything. That's all tied um, to
0: politics, though.
1: Yeah. So indirectly, I suppose so. Uh yeah, that burns me up. Uh, I I just I love food so much and I like to make things with a lot of ingredients and, you know, it's just, when I go to the grocery store, when I, you know, check out and I look at how much it is and then I look at what I got, I just like, this is just terrible.
0: I know what you can go to, um, you can go to the local store here, like Safeway, and, Uh um, you can buy three bags of food. And it's 120 bucks anymore. And I, you know, like five years ago, it may have been 60 or 70. You know what I mean? And I think that's really gotten out of hand. What is your favorite thing to cook? Absolute. Doesn't have to be barbecue. It could be escargot. I don't care. What's your favorite thing to cook?
1: Well, just because I like to eat it. I I love to cook lobsters. Oh, I mean, you know, and I'm nice to them when I put them in the water, I put them head down and all that stuff, uh, it, it, but it's really kind of an easy thing, but I love making sauces and gravies. Like I love Thanksgiving dinner, making the gravy, you know, just it, it's, I, I, I think it's fun and it's also a challenge to get the right consistency and smooth and make your own stock and yeah, sauces, I really enjoy.
0: What's the one thing you really enjoy eating, but you don't want anybody to know you're eating it?
1: Um, and they, I, Oh, I mean, is that like guilty pleasure kind of thing? Yeah, I'm quite yeah. open about my guilty pleasure. If I want <laughs> ice cream, I'm going to say I want uh, ice cream.
0: <laughs> yes, I know. I, I ate with you for four days last year. so.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't really, I can't think of anything really. I mean, what I eat, people see, I eat, or I see, I don't know.
0: Mine is, uh, Chinese food.
1: I can't stand making Chinese food.
0: No, I'm, I'm not very good at it, but there's one little hole in the wall restaurant. I'll probably take you to it when you're here.
1: Uh,
0: if you don't want to eat it, that's fine. But they have like the best hot and sour soup. Mm. They've got some of the best, if not the best, barbecued pork I've ever eaten as wow. far as Chinese style. And they're I love
1: that. Mm-hmm. dipping
0: sauces. They have a uh, one thing that makes this restaurant successful is they change their oil all the time. I hate going oh, to a huge Chinese mm-hmm. restaurant and eating shrimp like it was cooked four days ago. You know, Mm -hmm. because it's got that they change their oil like five times a week or something. It's just, it's
1: that's important,
0: you know. And they make these hand done egg roll, shrimp rolls, whatever you want to call them, because they've all got shrimp in them. But they make them, they roll them by hand and they make a ton of them every week. And then they deep fry them for just a minute and they pull them out and they put them on a rack and they let them cool. They put them in a, walk in and then when leanne and jeff come in and order it they re-dip them in there and it's a kind of a tempura type style light batter and then they keep fry them again just for a couple minutes and they're so light and crispy um they're just wonderful so
1: i don't usually eat chinese food but i have certain things that i like you know like egg rolls and crab rangoon and General Chow's chicken, you know, so there's, I have my go-tos, but I mean, it's not like if I'm going to pick a place to go eat, but that sounds delicious. So hang yeah. in on that.
0: And yeah. it's just, a, it's this little kind of dive bar place and it's mm-hmm. great. Been around forever. My dad turned me on to it one way back when I was in college. Uh, this is one that we ask our, our guests, and I've never asked you this, but if you could, mm-hmm. if you could change. One thing, if you will, the way we frame it in the after hours is uh, biggest mistake. But if you could go back and correct a big mistake in your life personally, uh, it doesn't have to do with business because we all make mistakes in business. But personally, what would it be?
1: I wouldn't have gotten married so young. I mean, 26 wasn't that young, but um, I wish I waited.
0: You want to know how old I was when I got married? Uh 18? No. Oh hell, that wouldn't have lasted a month. You know. Uh mm-hmm. I was I 35.
1: Oh, you waited. Yeah, See, I wish I waited.
0: Yeah, my wife was 30.
1: That's too young.
0: Yeah. So it just and it worked. We'd both had prior relationships and we, as everybody does and that and I think we took the the good and bad of those sort of amount and we kind of made some some promises to each other like we we don't fight watch I'll get in a fight with her this afternoon after I say that crap but <laughs> we don't fight we talk and if you're upset you go cool off for a little bit but we don't really get to that point
1: that's really awesome you know that's rare too
0: Cause I saw my folks fight like cats and dogs growing up and mm-hmm. it really, it traumatized me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a guy that's blaming everything on the past or any of that stuff, mm-hmm. but it did traumatize me that relationships. And I was so scared. Uh, I, I, I loved going out with girls. I loved dating. I loved all that stuff, but I was so scared to make a commitment because of the way I grew up. Interesting that I, I just, I had to, uh, I had to kind of, you know, open up the lid and let a lot of demons out before I could commit Uh to something like that. So I agree. Don't get married too early if you're listening to this, Uh you know, that's, that's, that's tough. Do you wish you ever had more kids?
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I didn't like children growing up, I babysat once. I, I didn't like children. I swear I'd never have children. Um, and then I had my first child, Brittany, and it was probably the greatest, aside from my second daughter, Sammy, my greatest accomplishment in life, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, so it all worked out great, but it's hard raising kids. Yeah, and uh, I I have an independent side of me that I I just two was perfect for me, and no I I would not want more.
0: We had one, uh, health issues not mine, uh, prohibited prohibited us from having a second one. We actually talked about adopting and stuff, mm. but. Again, I was gone so much in those days, and mm-hmm. my wife had worked in the um, um commercial uh like video game world so sold to bars and restaurants and arcades and that type of thing, so she was traveling quite a bit too to different conventions and big sales events and things like that so um mm-hmm. uh, that was interesting that we kind of started here and we, we had talked about family and stuff before we ever got married. And then she, uh, after she became pregnant with mercy, she uh, things kind of changed as they always do. And she wanted to be a little more of a stay around at home mom Mm -hmm. and that type of thing. So she changed positions and then they started, after the kid was born, and she got to be about two or three, she, they started traveling with me um, when I was doing big horse events and stuff. Not judging, but when I was doing radio or or uh-huh. the marketing and stuff for some, for some big events, uh, they would go, and we started an antique store. And so we had trucks and trailers and stuff, and we hauled all that stuff to various places around the country where I was working and they would stay for a couple weeks with me and then, uh, we'd go back home and, and do that. But once the kid got into school, uh, one of us had to make some changes. So Shelly went to work as an administrator for a college so she could be home while I was out banging around. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that's how all that happened. So I, I, like I said, I've I've been very blessed. I've I've got to meet lots of great people and see places that normally you would not see. Um and I think that's I think that makes you who you are going forward, all those little influences on you. So is there one place you went to that you'd never want to go back to?
1: Um
0: besides Guam?
1: Yeah, that would Guam, I would not go back there. Although Tumon Bay is very nice where all of the um, high rises are, you know, that's where everybody wants to be. You walk out in the ocean, you see fish like you were in a fish tank. It's really beautiful. I, you know what, I wouldn't go back to the Philippines. Um, The Philippines, I felt it was very dirty. Um, I was in Manila and, you know, in the hotel, there were armed guards like in inside the hotels with rifles and it was very scary to me and yeah i i would not go back there
0: i uh when i was in the middle east i got in trouble Uh, um we we had security with us all the time and uh The events and stuff were were over and i was staying around for a few days to see my friends and we drove out from riyadh to uh, a little place called Darab, and we stopped for gas which that's one thing they don't run out of in the middle east is gas Mm -hmm. and um i got out of the car because i saw a little store not where we were stopped, but kind of had to walk across the street. And this is out in the middle of nowhere. And there was like, and I, I went in to get some like Tylenol or whatever. I had a headache. And those boys and my friend came looking for me, Ricky tick fast. Cause they were like, you do not want to do this. Be out here all by yourself. um, You know, so that was interesting. And some of those trips I had to get used to having security around yeah. because like you, I was so independent and just, you know, send me on an assignment anywhere. I'll go Mm -hmm. do it. And but when you got in some of those countries, you did have to have security because Mm -hmm. you didn't want to end up on the, you know, on page six in the New York Times saying, you know. The bad guys grab this guy or something. So that was always kind of interesting. Fascinating, too, but interesting.
1: Yeah. Do
0: you think that uh, the food scene has changed so much and all for the better? And I'm not just talking about what we do here on the show, but just overall you know, we were talking before the show and you saw the James Beard awards and different things like Mm. that. And we were chatting about that. And some of those things are pretty cool. Some of them, you know, take it or leave it, but what's your thought on that?
1: I, I like, I enjoy the food scene because, well, obviously it's more accessible now. So you can see what's going on all around the world, um, you know, and on television. So And the Internet, you can see some really interesting things being done. So I enjoy the food scene, how it evolves. Um, Different ingredients that you never heard of all of a sudden will be the rage. And it's it's all very interesting to me. And it's always evolving, even cooking methods, styles. Um, Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I think it's it will always be there and always evolve. There's always something new,
0: always something new,
1: always something new. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think your dad would be proud of you?
1: My dad was, uh, <laughs> he he's a very interesting soul. Uh, he, when I'd have the restaurants, he would say, well, you know, I'd tell him what I'm you know, doing for a special. Well, you really should be doing this. And I remember one thing he said, he's like, you should do like the hog of the week. And I said, what do you mean hog of the week? He goes, feature a particular breed of hog each week, like have the Mangalista. I'm like, what's a Mangalista? And he's like, you've never heard of the Mangalista hog. You know, it's and he really had some great ideas, but he never gave me credit really for what I did. But then friends or family would say, oh, your dad was just talking about you and saying all these cool things you're doing. I'm like, really? Uh, He hasn't said a word to me. So I, I do think, yes. Um,
0: I'm sure he would be.
1: Yeah. And, uh, he's also known when I've been headed for mistake territory and I look back now and he was right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A lot of the time. Funny how um, that I, works. I, think, I think overall, I think, yes, he, he's always looking down at me. And I think he's proud. Um,
0: probably laughing too and
1: i honestly even though he's not you know here i i feel like i'm always trying to make him proud
0: yeah 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 i get that i get that that was i always thought my dad was most of the time i would say 90 percent of the time was was proud and constructive kind of like what you were saying about your dad Uh Um, love my mom, but hers was not always presented in a constructive way. Put it down. (laughs) Any criticisms like that?
1: It's not what you say; it's how you say it. Yeah, it's how you say it. Yeah, I used to have employees that when I first got in the restaurant business. Well, you're correct in what you're saying, but it's how you say it. (laughs) And Yeah. uh, yeah, I've learned over the years to be a little bit more diplomatic, you
0: know. You're pretty diplomatic with me. I know some days you don't want to be, but you you're I'm proud of you for that that you put up with the uh,
1: I've learned. I you've think. learned
0: patience. Mm-hmm. Patience mm-hmm. is a virtue. Do you remember the first joke I ever told you because I'm always telling jokes?
1: Um no, because you do tell a lot of jokes and I'm terrible and it's not just because of your jokes, but I love jokes and I, I'm like, oh, I got to remember that so I can and I won't even remember it 10 minutes later, at least how to tell the joke or the punchline or whatever. Uh, so, no, I don't remember. And it's it's not because it, it was a bad joke or it's just I don't remember those things.
0: <laughs> remember Durock number five? I do. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. That's if the you- cologne, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Leanne, we were we were at a break, and this is when I was recording at uh, a radio station. And Leanne was saying something about how she was actually sitting in her car talking to me because we didn't do video then and all this. This was several years ago, and mm-hmm. I she said made some comment about the smell of barbecue on her or something, and because mm-hmm. she was cooking ribs, and I went. Is that Durock number five you're wearing? Yeah, Uh, and and it it made her laugh. So she knew she was in good company there. It's all good. It's all good. I just wish you would tell me a joke once in a while.
1: I'm not very good at jokes.
0: You you get a dig in once in a while, which I always think is funny. I'm
1: a good digger.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I always think it's funny, and I love them. Uh But I I do that. But yeah, it's all it's all good. Um, So here is your chance, my dear. To change the food world, i.e. the Uh barbecue world. Tell people your thoughts on. What would be one thing that they could change? I'm not talking about competition. I'm talking about the whole the whole spectrum. What was something they could add, subtract, multiply, divide, uh, divide or change to help people really enjoy and make the food world better? In that's, barbecue? A long, that's a long-ass question. Well,
1: I go back to the invention that I, I wish I could do. And just something, is it in barbecue, you mean, that you would change? or
0: Or food world, period.
1: Food. I mean, you're you're uh, you've
0: won and you've judged at the World Food Championships. You know, you've done television, you've done, uh, you know, competition series. You've done QVC. You do live TV like I do. I well, I'll tell you one thing. I would do just throw this in there. I did one reality show, and I would never, never do another one. And I've been asked a few times to come, and I won't do them.
1: Be- I, I I think one thing that that I've learned is I have a granddaughter now and she's three and a half and I had to babysit. And I was like, Oh my God, I haven't had an infant in a long time. And it isn't even an infant. I'm like, what am I going to do? So the first thing I thought of is we're going to make cookies, you know, and, and do like little sprinkles on them. And, you know, like Christmas cookies. So I got her a little apron, you know, so that she could be a little chef with me. And don't underestimate children and, and their ability to cook at a young age because they're really smarter than you, than you think they are. And they, and they have a, a pretty good common sense factor. At least my granddaughter does. And I was kind of amazed. I thought that I was going to have to do everything and she was right in there hands on. But I made a big mistake. Um, I I baked the cookies and waited for them to cool. And then I put the little Decorations on it, which all rolled right off (laughs) the cookies. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not a baker, what can I say? Uh, So, but I, I, I think that people should involve involve their children more. And I think you know, barbecue, obviously, you know, they have the kids' queue and all that stuff. And I'm really happy to see that. Um, I'm going to be doing an event in in July in Daytona Beach where I'm going to be mentoring some children uh, grilling, and I can't wait. Um, and, and they're really, as I said, don't underestimate them and they enjoy it as much as adults do really. Uh, if not more, it's.
0: it's Are you going to have them call you granny Lanny or something? No,
1: no. I'm not like their grandmother of all these children. (laughs) No, no, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to have them call me, but anyway. Um, yeah, I just think that, um, people should get their kids super.
0: Yeah. You know, the, give
1: them a chance. Don't think, oh no, they can't touch that. Well, they can't touch a hot pan, but you know, just watch them, of course, but let them have at it. <laughs> yeah. We
0: always we always did with Mercedes. Um she, until she got older, she wasn't much interested in what was on the grill or the smoker or that. But she loved and, and she loved to mix stuff. Now she's uh-huh. a hell of a baker. Am I You're keeping am I keeping you up? Um
1: oh, not just teasing.
0: uh but she's really good. i told you the story, I think. Uh how could I not have? We were doing a promo for a show I was doing up here in the northwest. And this is when we had the ranch and we were down at the cabin by the creek and all this stuff. Is this yeah. the
1: cheesecake story? No. Oh no, okay. no,
0: no. This is the Worcestershire. Story. Oh,
1: I don't
0: know this one. So we're we're doing this promo, and and I do love Lee and Perrin Worcestershire sauce. I just do. And I'll take a pull out of the bottle once in a while. To me, it's kind of like a palate cleanse, you know. Kind of you gotta shake your head a little bit after you do that, but it's good. So I might, you know, we're filming this. I'm on camera, and I said, Yeah, I love this stuff so much, I'll even put it on my cocoa puffs. Oh Oh, yeah. Two weeks later, I come home from a road trip. A uh, five-year-old does not forget things like old oh. people do. And she was, Dad, I'm going to make you breakfast. Okay. Oh. And, <laughs> and I, when I ate a lot of cold cereal, I always ha- put it half and half on it. Because I grew up on a. We had cattle and we had a milk cow usually. Then later on, when we didn't have them, we bought it at the store. We still do. Refrigerator's right over there. We've got half and half in it. Mm-hmm. But I loved half and half of my cereal. So she makes this kind of raisin toast stuff. She's got a glass of juice there for me, and she brings over this big bowl of cocoa puffs. She's got the she's got the half and half on it, and I take a big bite of cocoa puffs. And she had put Worcestershire in it, oh, too. Oh, And those that, looked, that's
1: kind of adorable in a way. It
0: was. It was. And <laughs> uh, the flying projectile little brown spheres across the table because yeah. it was pretty harsh. The combination of the half and half in the and the Worcestershire like that. Uh, I never told the folks at Liam Perrin about that, but, uh. Well,
1: also on Cocoa Puffs, like, it's almost like they're dark, you yeah. know, so you really wouldn't see it. And yeah. it changes the color of the milk. So, yeah, uh, it's pretty-
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she remembered, she wow. remembered. And, uh, so that was, that was a harsh story. Um, yes. and it was a harsh reality for me, but I'll tell you, it was, uh. It was fun. It was good. Don't I don't recommend that. I was only joking when we did the commercial. You know, <laughs> like that. So well, my dear, I think we have shared a lot with our listeners. Um, yeah. Probably a lot of stuff they didn't maybe they didn't want to know, but uh they know it now. And uh and if you've got ideas for uh Things that Leanne and I can cook on the Grilling at the Green show when it comes up this fall, feel free to send them in. And if we use them, we'll give you credit. We'll give you a, a mention or something. How's that sure. sound? Sure.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah. And don't forget about pig powder, pigpowder.com. You can get that at Leanne's site. And also the Painted Hills Natural Beef 15% off right to your door deal. Just type in BBQ Nation when it's uh they got the it says coupon or code. Put that in there and it'll automatically uh, calculate whatever your discount is and go from there. And I'm still going to work on Leanne. What's really interesting about that picture behind you, uh-huh. move over to your right a little bit. Okay. I don't know if you you probably can't see me do this, but the texture of the hamburger patties kind of looks like a, some sort of Da Vinci painting. There, it's really.
1: I consider that a compliment.
0: Well, it's meant to be, but it's really interesting because of the tight shot. Uh, A lot of food pictures, you know, they're tough to do, really good ones, as you know. I don't
1: profess to be at all a photographer. I'm like, quick, take a picture. I want to eat the food while it's hot. Hurry, uh, yeah. hurry. <laughs> right.
0: Ricky tick, let's go. Yeah. But yeah, that, that texture, the little swirls and stuff in it. You, hmm. you, and so it's really good. Anyway.
1: Well, I'll surprise you with a new picture next week.
0: Okay. Maybe tip it the other way. And then I will get this cake out of my neck. I'll
1: get it, this I'll get it, I'll get it straight that, this okay. next time. Okay.
0: All right. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Remember our motto here, turn it, don't burn it. You've been listening to Jeff and Leanne on a special edition of Barbecue Nation. Uh, Take care, have a good week, and go have some fun.